We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It is Tuesday, November 1st, and we're about 30 minutes past the NFL trade deadline. And just like everyone expected, the Chiefs make a move on the defensive side of the ball, but trade away a player instead of bringing somebody in. And we're going to talk about it here over the next 20, 25 minutes or so. We appreciate you for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that uh, like and subscribe button. And please give us your comments and your questions, and we'll respond to as many as we can. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KCSN, former Chiefs insider and sideline reporter, joined by our fearless podcast producer at KC Sports Network and co-host of Mizzou That's Who and Outside the Trenches, this show that uh, we're doing this branding uh, for Outside the Trenches today. But again, uh, appreciate you for joining us. The big news, uh, Chiefs cornerback Rashad Fenton traded at literally at the buzzer, I think, Uh, To the Atlanta Falcons per ESPN's field, Yates tweets out a deal that beat the buzzer. The Chiefs have traded Rashad Fenton to the Falcons. The Chiefs have gotten really good play out of their rookie cornerbacks as Fenton was recently replaced in the starting lineup. And Tucker, the interesting thing about that comment is uh, he was replaced. There's a lot of rookies playing. We've seen it with uh, Williams. We've seen it with Jalen Watson. He's not talking about the Chiefs first round pick. Um, Trent McDuffie, who this has got to be a great sign for him. We'll talk about what it means for McDuffie here in a few minutes. But um, based on the reports that we're seeing, this is more of a, a cap move necessarily right. because we're talking about a conditional seventh round pick uh, from the Falcons. Yeah, I, I, when you look at it, this is good news, I think, for Trent McDuffie's return. I think we all kind of anticipated him to return in that way. And a lot of the conversation, I know uh, Craig Stout and Christian Gumminger were even talking on 21 questions about is – Rashad Fenton going to have a starting position when Trent McDuffie gets back because all those rookie uh, corners have played so well. And I guess this answers that question right there. It doesn't look like that uh, he's going to be on the team. And so that means 
they're going to have a lot of rookies in that defensive backfield now. They're going to have to have have a lot of rookies back there. Uh, Trent McDuffie hopefully coming back. Excited to see him play on that side of the trenches last week. I said that hopefully he's the guy that we can really see step up. And I'm excited. And this really opens the door for a lot of young guys now in that secondary. Rashad Fenton was the oldest guy back there, wasn't he? If I, Off the top of my head, I think he was the oldest guy back there. Like yeah. Jerry Sneed was in year three. So, I mean... I, I don't hate the move necessarily. They're they're the Chiefs were going young at the beginning of the season. They still are committed to this going young movement. Yeah, you look at you got obviously Trip McDuffie, Chris Lamons, and then uh Josh Williams, Legarius Sneed, Jalen Watson, Nazi Johnson. Uh those are the other cornerbacks on the roster right now. And looking at the those are going through the the Chiefs um practice squad to see who could they bring up, who are we not thinking about um that may be factoring into this. And the only one's DiCaprio Boodle. Uh, he's the only cornerback that I'm seeing on the chiefs practice squad as of right now. Now that could change, uh, but obviously they feel comfortable that Trent McDuffie is ready to go as far as guys yeah. that could step in and play right now. So uh, go ahead in the comment section, if you're watching on YouTube, just go ahead and give us a, a grader, you know, a scale from one to 10. How surprised are you uh, that Rashad Fenton's not going to be back? I had a chance to, to log into pro football focus here and look at some of the grades. Uh, again, people can say what they want about pro football focus grades. It always tends to trigger some people. Uh, but in looking at the grades, Rashad Fenton has not played up to par from what we've seen throughout his career this season. Obviously, he's coming back from the shoulder injury that set him out for most of training camp, uh, if not all of training camp, uh, but wasn't healthy coming into the season or was coming back from that injury. And you look back in 2019, his overall defensive grade at Pro Football Focus as a rookie, 71.9. 2020, 70. Then last year in 2021, his best season, according to all these numbers, 79.1. And then this season, Again, through just a handful of games, but defensive grade of 57.3. So obviously taking a step back and even his snap counts um, had taken a step back uh, compared to where he'd been playing in the past. Uh, the one thing, Tucker, that jumped out to me looking at some of these uh, snap count alignments and where he was playing. And that this is a guy that had played a lot in the slot earlier in yeah. his career um, as a rookie, played 183 snaps in the slot, and just 41 outside. And then he kind of transitioned to playing both his second year in the league, 260 on the outside, 236 in the slot. Last year, 459 on the outside, just 80 snaps in the slot. And then this year, 281 on the outside, and then just two snaps oh. inside the slot. So he was a guy that obviously his role was changing, wasn't having the same season that he did before. Uh, and so they make the move to free up just under, I think, couple reports but just under 1.5 uh, i think 1.4 something million dollars in cap space chief sitting just under five million dollars now if they want to make a move they can if they want to roll it over till uh next time they can yeah. do that but um not a lot going on there other than the fact that they're obviously showing a lot of confidence in their young young dbs on the roster and i think that's really exciting uh right they, they got a lot of rookies we'll have a tweet coming out here from casey sports network about the rookie snap counts this year how they staff up against the uh the rest of the league it, I, I think this is probably best for both Fitton and the, the Chiefs, right? That does free up some cast basic. We'll give Fitton a little, probably a new start, which is never never a bad thing. He was he was trending in the right direction. I was always a big fan of Rashad Fitton, but I like Rashad Fitton in the slot, as you mentioned, BJ. Him in the slot is a lot better than him kind of playing on that outside. So I think this is a little bit, uh, could be a better fit for him in Atlanta. Uh, they could have a little bit bigger of a need for him down there. With the Chiefs wanting to get young, maybe not wanting to have to pay Rashad Fitton that contract money because he was coming up close to a contract extension. Yeah, Might as well try to get something out of him while you can. And it's a conditional, what is it, a conditional sixth um, out of the deal. So it's not not huge, but it's still something rather than nothing. 
Yeah, it says the Tom Pelissero original tweet said a conditional seventh round seventh, uh, okay. pick for Fenton. And Fenton came in, he's played four years or three and a half years. He was originally, I believe, a sixth round pick. So getting, you know, three and a half years out of him and flipping him for a conditional pick, saving a little bit of money. Uh, and he's a guy that helped you win a Super Bowl. I mean, let's look back. And when Fenton was playing his best football, he was out on the field for a Super Bowl team. So hopefully people remember his time positively in Kansas City uh, for what he was able to bring and uh, somebody who's been around him. I actually ran into him a couple of times uh, right before training camp, a uh, quick trip uh, out in Overland yeah. Park. Uh, he was on his way in to do some treatment stuff. And he'd always been a really good dude, kind of a quieter guy, but uh, always a really good dude. Obviously, his teammates, um, I'm sure they're going to speak highly of him if they're asked during media availability um, on Wednesday. But um, good dude, just, you know, Chiefs had made a concerted effort to bring in some young DBs. And that's what happens in this league if you don't want to, you know, pay too many guys have too many guys in that secondary on second contracts we've seen that over the the past several years you know it gets kind of expensive back there but um you know young guys playing well tucker i want to talk a little bit about trent mcduffie now because the chiefs just put out the tweet very very good timing Uh um by uh the crew over there running the chief social department uh saying that they have activated cornerback trent mcduffie from reserve injured so that timing is not um coincidental right so uh, obviously a great sign for McDuffie and he's somebody that, you know, I was talking with earlier with Nate Taylor on KCSN update. You can catch that on our audio channels, but talking about, you know, what are the expectations for McDuffie? Now, obviously they feel comfortable enough to ride with him and to yeah. if somebody gets injured, Boodle, Lamont, somebody is going to get in there and play. But uh, as far as McDuffie goes, it's a player that we are all really, really excited about. He is. And I think there was reason to be excited in the, um, half or so. I, I don't even remember how how long he played, but then the and the amount of time that he did play against the Cardinals, people were very excited with how he played. And if it wasn't for that turf, hopefully we'd be seeing him a little bit more. But soft tissue injuries are always tough, especially in in football and in a, in a in a uh, type of position like cornerback where there is a lot of fast twitch stuff like that. Uh, you see a lot of the soft tissue injuries in baseball when you have to react and stuff like that. So it's not not a huge surprise hamstring injury. Good thing that he can come back and be activated. I'm excited to see what he can do and add to this defense. I know a lot of the conversation was about, well, you're talking about this defense being really good right now. What happens if you kind of mess with their feng shui or mess with their flow of what they're doing? I don't think adding a good player is going to mess with the fun, with the with the flow of what this defense is doing with all these rookies. But I'm very excited to see you know what he can do and what he can add on the outside. While we're while we're talking about this, and we can kind of you know guess and just kind of brainstorm together uh, as my dog's going crazy in the background here. I apologize. <laughs> uh, kids getting home from school, yeah. uh, but it's interesting that you trade away a veteran player. He's obviously not playing you know up to snuff you know compared to what we've seen over the last few years coming back from that injury. But why make a move to save? $1.5 million on a veteran player that can't play inside and out if you're not planning on using that money for something. So we're past the trade deadline. So whether it's an extension, you free up a little bit of money and give bonuses. You can do different things like that. Let talk through all the different options that you can, mm-hmm. you can do by freeing up money or you bring in a guy like Indomitian Sue. We had one of the comments come up earlier or an Odell Beckham. I know he's the popular name that everybody's been talking about. And again, Odell Beckham was not going to be healthy until the earliest around Thanksgiving. <laughs> so right. they right. not that they couldn't sign him, have him come in and finish his rehab, but not a guy who is going to be on the field anytime over the next probably month um, as we're approaching Thanksgiving here. But it is very interesting that they would make a move like this to get such a late round pick. And the fact that it is conditional it's conditional seventh means there's a very likely scenario here that it doesn't end up being anything. And it's just kind of a cash um, drop off. 
Do you make a move like that if you don't have a plan for how you're going to spend that money? In the words of Travis Kelsey, it seems like there's there's something coming, right? Remember, remember when he restructured his contract and they got a lot of his money up to this year and he said that's the beginning of a move. It seems like that there is something or someone that they like out there who, who they, number one, maybe anticipate to be cut. That could be an interesting issue, too, if they anticipate somebody to be cut on another team that they can go and nag. I believe Terrell Suggs was that way, too. Uh, Terrell yeah. Suggs was a cut after after the trade deadline. They can't have picked up. Yeah. We can get Brandon Cooks to send some more tweets out, and he can get cut. Like, hey, I ain't going to be upset about it. Brandon Cooks can get uh, 73 He's- pressures and 13 sacks. I'd be, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... I'm excited, and it, again, going back to the McDuffie part of this, is it's going to be interesting to watch on Sunday night because this is very mm-hmm. much a matchup in which McDuffie could be put on an island because you're going to have your safeties are going to be down trying to stop Derrick Henry. They're, they're not going to be in a two-high look where our safety's way back or even a single high where they're back. These safeties are going to be playing up. Uh, right. Defensive coordinator is pretty aggressive. Uh, he's not afraid to put those guys on an island, and for a guy that's only played a half of football uh, through half a season almost, uh, be ex- I would expect Trent McDuffie to be put on an island because it's not like you know they don't have AJ Brown, they don't right. have a Julio Jones, even at this point in his career, whatever he has been, even what he was uh, when he was playing for the Titans. They got Robert Woods, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, and some other guys that uh, it's not Devontae Adams, <laughs> it's not right. Stephon Diggs, not Gabe Davis, uh, it's not Brandon Ayuk, it's not these guys that these these receivers that they face. So uh, we're I think going to learn something. Uh, about uh, Trent McDuffie and he's going to be tested early on. Mm-hmm. And obviously this, this move is going to be brought up, but again, um, not to keep going back to this, but I, it, the more I think about it, it is very interesting to trade away a player that you could trust at some level to play multiple spots. That isn't a ton of money for you. You're not getting a ton of resources back and right. you're not out of roster spots. I know they bring McDuffie up. They had to let somebody go. Was Fenton really that, the last guy like apparently, but, with a couple injuries to get him in there, I just feel like they needed to free up another $1.4 million for whatever reason. And hopefully over the next month or so between now and the end of the season, we can kind of get the rest. You know, we're seeing it unfold in slow motion. Uh, Let's fast forward to the end and see what happens. And it all makes sense. But right now it's very curious uh, why they would free up. uh, Why would they do a money free up for a veteran player? Again, not costing you a lot that does have experience. Right, I don't think this is this is the end, right? I think this is kind of a, a step towards the end goal. Uh, and and Dominican Sue, so I've I've seen a lot of comments in the chat over about Dominican Sue. That interests me. I don't know about you, BJ, but Dominican Sue interests me what he can bring and add to the offensive line. Uh, maybe you can get some more pass rush. He's not known as like a pass rush guy, but I mean defensive anybody, line, yeah. anybody that you can get on the defensive line to have another offense think about and have to account for is going to be big when it comes to pass rushing the passer rushing with just four rushing with maybe even three guys getting another guy in there that the, the offense has to think about is big and I went and I looked up uh I w- looked up the Titans uh depth chart just because I was like man who are the receivers I can only think about uh Robert Woods they do have Chris Conley now uh, I forgot about That's that. True. They posted him off of the uh, Chiefs practice squad I think that was early last week or the week before but um they don't really have anybody that it's really going to uh, hopefully not challenge uh, Trent McDuffie. Yeah. I need to bring this up. I just brought up two comments with one said like, we absolutely need Sue. And somebody said like, he's washed. Like he's done. Yeah. Like <laughs> let us know in the comment section. I need a vote from everybody that 300 of you that are watching right now, go ahead and hit that like, and subscribe button first, uh, which will allow us mm-hmm. to reach more people right now. Get some more votes on this is Sue washed. <laughs> like, well, I can start a poll let on us that. Know. I think. 
I'll do. I'll start a poll on YouTube. Yeah, let me let me do that. Let's bring a poll in and let's see uh, how Chiefs Kingdom that it, that are watching this show uh, right now. Small sample size, uh, but let us know what you think uh, about Indomitian Sue and if you think he could step in and help this defense uh, right now. Because again, I go back to you bring in Sue to be a big body guy to um, you know, help with the run defense, but isn't hold on before I say this, let me make sure that he's still on the practice squad. Yeah, Danny Shelton. I we yeah. brought him up before. Like, isn't that why he was here? He is a veteran with a lot of experience that could play the run. I don't know. You could make the argument about who's better, Sue, Danny Shelton at this point right. in their career. Danny Shelton's been here since training camp. He like, has. It's a veteran, big dude. Thought he'd play, you know, limited snaps or play him at the end of the year, let him get, you know, ready and then uh, unleash him at the end of the season. But if the point of bringing Sue is then helping the run defense, add another big body, because not a pass rusher at this point. Isn't that what Danny Shelton is? Yeah, he, he is that way. And I think the Chiefs, especially on the interior offensive line, have a lot of guys that way after Churchon Horton got his uh, got, you got his You keep saying injury, offensive line. You mean defensive line. Tucker. I do mean defensive line. Sorry, I, Kent Swanson's wearing off on me, I guess. She's just talking about the offense all the time. It makes me think about uh, the offense. But on the defensive front, the, that front seven there, especially on the interior, they don't have a lot of guys that can get after the passer. Um, if you look at the body types that they've got there, Derek Nottie's had a really good year. Um, Colin Saunders, phenomenal year, not known as a pass rusher. Um, so, again, you're starting to look at a lot of the guys that are the same kind of prototype. Um, and a lot of people, maybe Sue's washed. Yeah, that's probably a good, that's a good <laughs> one. Uh, the poll that I've run on, on uh, YouTube right now that I've got up on, on our says, uh, no, 64% Sue washed. Um, <laughs> Danny Shelton's slow and goofy. Um Listen, Danny Shelton is a large human being. I got to see him firsthand at training camp and just seeing him walk out there. His legs are tree trunks. Um, I cannot imagine that guy's easy to move, um, but I don't think he's nimble enough uh, to get after a quarterback. So that's that's the problem that, that I think we've been talking a whole lot about is just trying to get after the quarterback. I, I don't necessarily know if Sue or Danny Shelton really fixed that issue, but Sue is at least uh, the caliber that I think that you can say, hey, we probably yeah. have to double that guy or we have to do something with this guy to free up maybe a George Karloftis to get after the quarterback. Maybe you say we're willing to go one-on-one -on -one with George Karloftis to not let a one-on-one -on -one with Ndamuk and Sue happen. Um, it or could Chris be something Jones. like that. Or Chris Jones. Right. Well, they're going to double Chris Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's but, he's <laughs> the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I've seen a couple of comments about uh, right tackle. And I know that's not mm -hmm. obviously we're talking about Fenton trade, but bringing in offensive linemen and Tucker you played offensive line. We, we host the show. We host outside the trenches with Nick Lecky. Uh, we've got multiple offensive linemen who come on this show. Uh, that's a really difficult position to come in in mid season. It's not like defensive tackle, you know, you're three tech get after like mm -hmm. maybe stunts, like, you know, games, TV's not a lot of stuff. You need to practice with the guys. Offensive line and protections is a whole different deal. Uh, especially the way that Andy Reid runs his system. It's not necessarily plug and play in the same way that a defensive right. guy see ball, hit ball. They were talking about that with the Rokon, Rokon Smith uh, trade. There's a whole different ball game uh, to give up a couple picks and you got to pay him $20 million or you give up a couple picks for a half a year rental. Uh, if you have to franchise tag your quarterback as you've got now Rokon and Lamar Jackson, whole different story. Wild. You can do a podcast about that, not chiefs related, uh, but it will be interesting to see, again, how that all plays out with uh, the guys up front. And again, the point 
offensive lineman. It's just there's a lot more to protections. There's a lot more to playing next to the guys that you need reps for. It's not necessarily you can just trade for him, plug him in, and it's he's good to go. Uh, there's a lot to learn about Andy Reid's system. We talk about re- with receivers a lot. Uh, guys like Sky Moore, it's going to take him a little bit. If he's going to get it, it was going to take a little bit uh, for him to get up to speed, to learn the offense, to be trusted, to be in the right spot uh, in different situations. And so um, I would have been really surprised if they would have traded for a tackle uh, midseason at the trade deadline. But again, we're talking Indomitian Sue, Danny Shelton. All of this means defensive line is where people think that the yeah. Chiefs need, need some more help, need some more bodies uh, to, to rotate in there. 73 votes so far in our poll on YouTube. Uh, in Dominican Sue, is he washed? No, 64 or 60% of them say that he is not washed. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that by our comment section, uh, by the chat. The chat <laughs> thinks the chat thinks he's nobody washed. gets on the internet to say a bunch of positive things, <laughs> but the but the votes say that he is not washed. And some interesting stuff coming up on, on through through the chat. I mean. The Bills did make a move too. I mean, there's you saw them make a move for a running back. Uh, trade deadline was kind of kind of chaotic, uh, kind of there in the last uh, few hours of it. Uh, this one's from Eric here. Why didn't we trade Ronald Jones? I think the big thing is you got to have two to tango in that circumstance. They weren't going to trade him to Buffalo um, because that wasn't going to be great. If Buffalo was truly looking for a running back, the Chiefs would not be the team that they were going going to get him from. That would be a um, weird trade if it did happen. <laughs> like, why are you guys odd. working together? <laughs> be very odd. Um, so I don't know if a lot of teams were in uh, for running backs at the trade deadline. That that also plays into it. Um, I, I think sometimes too, BJ. A lot of time you see on social media, like, why didn't why didn't the Chiefs do this? Why didn't they 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 trade for this person? How come they didn't trade this person? There's got to be somebody on the other end of the phone. I think that's sometimes yep. what, what we forget is there's got to be somebody on the other end of the phone willing to pay the price that you want or the, the, the give up what you want to give up. Um, so I think that's kind of with that trade deadline. I've just tried to keep that in mind as, as the process went along. Got to be two to tango. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Craig is great. 
Craig is great. Uh, while we're opening this up, obviously talking about the Rashad Fenton being traded to the Atlanta Falcons for a conditional seventh round pick frees up about I think the reports I think Nick Jacobs uh, from 41 put out uh, $1.49 million put the chiefs just under $5 million in cap space right now. And we've been uh, talking about it, making the point, just it's an interesting thing to do with a veteran player who hasn't been playing fantastic. There's younger guys that are moving up. Didn't feel like there was such a roster squeeze that they had to get rid of somebody. And if it was that it was going to be one of the few veterans in a room full of rookies um, right now, but, Brett Veach, those guys, they know what they're doing. Uh, the question is, obviously, question is, did they free up the money to make a move for an Indomitian Sioux or an Odell Beckham? Tucker, if you had to place a bet, and I know you love to bet, dra- shout out DraftKings. I don't know. Do you think it's going, do you, A, do you think they're going to add either Sue or Beckham or someone else? So like Sue Sue Beckham or just like the field is what you're saying. Um, sure. I'm trying one. to figure out the best way to to organize this to make it interesting. Uh, yeah. It's great to do with that on the fly. But if you I, had to place money, say you had fifty dollars, hundred dollars to bet, okay. and you had to play, you could place three bets. How much money are you putting mm-hmm. on Beckham? How much money are you putting on Sue? And how much money would you put on the field? That's a good question. Um, okay, let us so- know in the comment section. How would you spend? Say you had a hundred dollars and you could place what you think the chiefs are going to do. Not how much you would pay for them, but how much you're willing to think the chiefs would make this move. How much of that hundred would you put on signing Sue? How much would you put on being Odell Beckham or the field? Another, another addition um, being added, obviously has to be a guy off the street or a guy who gets cut because we're past the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that Odell, I'll, I'll probably put the most money out of all of it on Odell. Um, just because if you think about it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And that's kind of why I think it'll happen, right? The Chiefs just made a move for Kadarius Tony. They just, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at, talk about trading wide receivers. I don't know if they're actually thinking about that. They, they might be, but they don't have a lot of wide receivers under contract for next year. An Odell trade could make some sense to you know get a contract get a wide receiver under contract for next year and dominican sue is probably like i don't know <laughs> keep my money that's probably a good Ruben idea actually. doesn't want anybody ruben I, likes likes what we got i i'm a, i'm honestly that might be the best option um and and yeah the field is another one that i think is really strong because you don't know who's going to be out there right now and um, I don't know if, if Namakinsu hasn't been signed yet. That is a little worrisome to me. It's something that we don't know going on with Namakinsu, maybe health wise. Um, but yeah, I think I think the field is probably the smartest option. But I think that like Odell is is a very sneaky option to happen to because again, they don't have a ton of wide receivers under contract um, for coming the next year. If they really want to put their eggs in the future basket. They can go uh, with Kadarius Tony and Odell Beckham and who would it be MVS? Would that be their three wide receivers under contract for next year um, at that point, which a pretty good, a pretty good platoon to have right there. I, I'd say just all names. How interesting to be two weeks ago. If you would have told chiefs fans, the chiefs are going to make two moves in free agency. What do you think they were going to be trading away a corner and <laughs> trading for a wide receiver? <laughs> um, wouldn't necessarily be the two moves that you thought that they would have made. Add to the offense, give away on the defense. No, I but I've come to learn quickly in the in the time uh, 
well, just being a fan of this team, to kind of expect the unexpected, right? If you think that, like, man, it seems like the Chiefs are really going to add an edge rusher this off this off season. This, it seems like they're really going to make a trade for one. That's probably not going to happen. Um, that it's it's been a couple of years. I think last year might have been the exception when they traded Melvin Ingram for a sixth, uh, but they were in the hunt for him during the off season. So they, they've been talking to him. Yeah. Um, it. Just all very interesting when it comes to the trade deadline because it seems like anything you think is going to happen. Like, I wouldn't have thought the Bills were trading for a running back. I mean, they've got it, the running back, and he plays quarterback for them. Um, there's just a lot of things that just are very weird. And Calvin Ridley going to the Jaguars. Calvin Ridley is not going to be not even eligible to play this year. He's getting traded. So, I mean, lots of weird stuff going on at the trade deadline. But, yeah, that would have been certainly something if you would have told me that, BJ, when, you know, week one. So, say, at the trade deadline, Chiefs would have made two moves. They would have traded away a corner and traded and got a wide receiver, I'd have been like, what happened? Um, is the defensive line playing really well? Is that That's probably what my first impression would have been. It'd be interesting because Fenton didn't play uh, in the last couple of games either. So right. wonder if, I mean, obviously it was reported that he was a little bit banged up and it's looking like the worst game of his career uh, based on, again, the pro football focus grades, take those for however you want. But his game week five against Las Vegas was probably the worst graded game uh, that he's ever played um, and going through them. I mean, his ratings were defensive coverage grade or excuse me, defensive overall grade 34.7 uh, run defense, 28.5 tackling 27.3, obviously could have been banged up trying to play through it. Grade lower right. comes out a lot of reasons for this, but Interesting, hadn't played the last couple of weeks, and again, they do trade him. Numbers down across the board uh, this year compared to last year, um, last year being the best year of his young career. So uh, hopefully he gets a shot to go down there and play. Obviously, there's young guys that the Chiefs wanted to get on the field. Trent McDuffie coming back. Obviously, Jalen Watson, Josh Williams, like those guys are getting more looks, um, and they should uh, at this point. They've earned uh, the opportunity to get out there and play a little bit, and hopefully, you know, Fenton can go down and show him a little something and, and get a little bit of money. But uh, please continue to let us know in the comment section what you think the Chiefs could do. Just because we are past free agency, or excuse me, just because we are past the trade deadline, doesn't mean they can't add someone in free agency. We've been talking about Odell yeah. Beckham, we've been talking about Indomitian Sue. If you've got somebody that you've got an eye on that is available right now, since we are past the trade deadline, guy on the street, guy that uh, you think may get cut, guy like Brandon Cooks. Um, basically, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find the tweet real fast, Tucker. Um, somebody put out tweet? like, yeah, that well, it wasn't that one. It was the, uh, how like NFL players at different positions, <laughs> yeah. like how they respond, uh, to uh -huh. different things. Yeah. Here we go. Typical quarterback tweet. Love my teammates. God is good. Yep. Running back tweet. Keep grinding. Tight end tweet. Derp. Wide receiver tweet. <laughs> The enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife. <laughs> Brandon Cook's tweet. And there were reports for anyone who's watching the show doesn't know. There are reports that Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks, uh, who's quietly put together like four or five straight thousand yard seasons, like has been pretty good, uh, pretty consistent uh, for a guy who's been traded multiple times for high picks throughout his career. Um, but the rumors are, you know, reports that uh, he was on the trade block. There were teams talking about him. Probably Green Bay would be my guess. Mm -hmm. um, even a report I think I saw that the Chiefs had made a call. Uh, yep. And it should be worth noting, 
it's Brett Veach's job to call everyone to figure out what would it take to get this guy. Right. So just because we found out or that it was reported that they made that call doesn't mean that every GM in the league doesn't make that call. I talk about this during the NFL draft. It was like, oh, they're, they're, they called about moving up. Every GM in the NFL will call the other GMs right. about moving up and about moving back. So they have their like game plan of what's it going to take for us to move up and move back. Most of that stuff is figured out before the draft. They are not making a lot of in the moment decisions about whether or not the value is worth it. They already have uh, their sheets. They already have their game plans. It's part of being prepared going into the draft. But um, Brandon Cook's tweet. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. I'm assuming there's supposed to be a comma there. Those days are done. Cross the line with my cross the line with playing with my career. I think when he says don't take a man's kindness, he's talking about his own kindness and doing yes. the right things and covering for people. I would agree with that. And when you think about some of the things that have gone down in Houston, pretty interesting based on reports yes. um, with their, what's his name? Jack, whatever his name was uh, and all the Mr. mess that, S yes, mm -hmm. Mr. B, that guy. Uh, again, don't know. It's all speculation. Reportedly. But, uh, mm -hmm. Reportedly. Uh, I'll talk a little, one of the other moves that uh, Chiefs fans paying attention to. Naheem Hines. That's an interesting the Colts one. to the Bills. That is a very interesting one and one that made the Colts, or excuse me, made the Bills better. It did. Uh, Josh Allen doesn't throw to his running back a lot. Maybe that's because of the running back that he has. Naeem Hines is a very good pass-catching running back. I like Naeem Hines a lot. Uh, you you saw Adam Schefter tweet out uh, last night about team that the Colts are shopping him. It's basically a tweet from Naeem Hines' agent uh, saying that teams are shopping him to emphasize that he was a punt returner as well. Kick returner, punt returner, wide receiver running back is what I believe that he called him in his tweet. So um, not shocked by their... Uh, by them by the Colts moving on from him to the Bills I think is the bigger surprise because as I mentioned before the running back plays quarterback for him I feel like Josh Allen would much rather truck over a dude or jump over him than hand the ball off uh, but I think he could be an interesting weapon in their pass game especially in the checkdown game so that's that's that was surprising to me yeah Tucker let's go ahead and uh, we're gonna post this uh, as an audio so let's take a quick break right now Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's how we did that, Tucker. Yeah. And so let's bring up this. Uh, let's talk about this question here from uh, Bad Ombre. What's the most surprising trade today, Tucker? I think I think it's the Calvin Ridley one. I think it's yeah. Calvin Ridley going to the Jaguars. I, that because he's not eligible to return until even after the Super Bowl. Like that's when he's eligible to apply to return. Not necessarily that he can return. Um, because I believe the way that they worded his suspension that it was a uh i can't i can't think of the word but it's a it's a year-long suspension but it could be longer uh just with the way that it, it worked out but he can apply to return after the super bowl i think february 15th is that date 
and the contract and, and just kind of the negotiation that they did with the with the draft picks is so interesting and the conditional picks that they use one of the conditions is like if the jaguars sign him to a long-term deal they get a second round pick or something like that uh so it's it's quite an interesting deal i don't think a deal that's ever been done before and so i think that was kind of the most surprising one yeah the fact that player and played and the way the competition or uh, compensation yeah. Was apparently reportedly uh, put out there. Very interesting. That was not a name that uh, I expected to see on the trade deadline. But then Bradley Chubb. Let's talk about this one because it was probably the biggest one. Uh, Bradley Chubb going to the Miami Dolphins, That's and it was true. reported that they have a long-term extension um, in the works for him. Or what do you want to say? Like they're planning on on paying him and keeping him around long-term, which makes sense when a first-round pick is involved. You know what I love most about this trade, Tucker? What's up? They traded the best edge rusher on the Broncos before the chiefs played them. Yeah. Yeah. we got to play him twice. And now it's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, with a Russell Wilson led locker room uh, for a team that could still feel like they had some time to, they got the win before you sell your <laughs> trade off your best defensive player uh, outside of Sertan to be fair uh, to the young guy. He's an yeah. absolute stud. Uh, they got Baron Browning, got Randy Gregory, got the guys that they like, but Bradley Chubb is their second best defensive player, and he yeah. is now gone. Um, he who shall not be named was on Twitch at the time and was live streaming mm. Fortnite when, the, so his reaction was kind of funny uh, when he figured out that they uh, that they got that that Bradley Chubb was coming to Miami. Um, but no, that one was really interesting, especially it seemed the fact that the Broncos are giving up already, and it's like they're giving up eight games into the season. Like, yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do any pushes uh, towards the top of the division, towards the top of the conference. So, uh, might as well get something for this guy. They get a first round pick, I believe, this year in return from it's the Niners pick, which will be around twenty ish, um, just depending on where the Niners finish. Um, and I tweeted out after that move happened. I said the the Broncos already decided that they need to draft a quarterback this year, so they needed to get a first round pick back. So, uh, we'll see if that happens. If they end up trading up higher in the draft with that with that pick that they get from the Niners to get another quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that, that one is surprising. There were a lot of trades. I saw someone in the, in the comment section here mention uh, TJ Hawkinson traded within his own division for a, like a fourth round pick for like nothing. Like that was weird. Yeah. It was a second round pick and then a fourth, like basically yeah. a swap of fourths. So um, that one was interesting. Cause you don't see interdivision trades all that offense reason why there was zero chance that Bradley Chubb <laughs> would be transitrated right. uh, to the chiefs. Although the interesting part of that one is that Bradley Chubb and Frank Clark have the same agent. Hmm. <laughs> so that could be interesting. Same yeah. Kyler Murray uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, all the same agent. Shout out Eric Burkhart. Um, but yeah, any, anything else that stood out to you about today. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. We have a ton of content going on. You can catch my uh, conversation uh, with Nate Taylor uh, from the athletic covers, the chiefs for the athletic uh, chatted a little bit of everything earlier today. And you can find that on our YouTube channel and on all our, of our podcast channels. And then we've got a uh, lot more good content coming up with Matt Hamilton and Matt Castle former Chiefs quarterback, breaking down uh, some of the top plays that we've seen so far this season. And then later in the week, we'll have Derek Johnson, Mike DeVito, and Craig Stout breaking down the Chiefs defense. Yes, Derek Johnson, the Chiefs all-time leading tackler, comes on KC Sports Network's YouTube channel once a week and breaks down what he likes. A lot of Nick Bolton, a lot of Willie Gay talk. Uh, it's good stuff. It's one of my favorite things that we do here, Tucker. Yeah, it's a good DJ one. On. 
it is a good one just to hear him gush about like Nick Bolton's run blocking or run defending. Look at me talking about the zoo guy. Yeah, sorry. Um, I w- I thought about this when you were when you were talking. What an, an an interesting thing that has happened. The development is like in Pittsburgh. Like what's going on there? They trade Chase Claypool, but then also trade for a cornerback. Um, yep. They trade Chase Claypool to the Bears. I think that that's a really good trade for Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles was busy yeah. at the deadline. Um, he was yes. absolutely busy, and I I don't hate any of the moves he did. I really don't. I really don't hate any of the moves mm-hmm. that he traded. Uh, got to get some guys in there. He got some help for Justin Fields, which they've been trying to do this whole offseason. They got, a, I think, a, a good wide receiver. Chase Claypool is a good wide receiver, I, I think, in, in a new situation. He can thrive there. Uh, Kenny Pickett, not as good as Justin Fields. Mr. Brisky, not as good as Justin Fields. I will say that right here on this podcast. Um, I feel confident in saying that. But I do think that that could be uh, something fun to watch for is what the Chicago Bears do and trying to figure out what the Steelers are doing, because this could be the first losing season of the Mike Tomlin era uh, for the Steelers, which is very crazy to think about because he's been there for a while. But this season does not look good for the Steelers. Yeah, I see the the comment right here from Bears GM Ryan Poles uh, to Chicago media asked if Chase Claypool will be a long term piece of the franchise. We're going to take the season and see how everything works out and go from there. Um, that's go earn it. Good. So yeah. He's been playing good as of late too. So you know what? And Chase Claypool new, new situation there, obviously getting closer to Notre Dame. Chicago's not that far from South Bend, uh, getting opportunity to get back to close to where he played college. And again, you got Darnell Mooney Mm -hmm. and you got another option. Not a bad uh, move there from Ryan Poles, who again, it's got a lot of work to do. I just saw this tweet come through from NFL research. Uh, that was a record setting NFL trade deadline. 12 players traded most on deadline day in the last 30 years. Uh, I knew a lot of people were traded, but I wouldn't have get, if you would have asked me like, do you think that was a record setting trade deadline? I don't think I would have said yes. I think I was like, I felt like there've been some crazier ones before. Yeah. I was going to figure out which ones, are, which ones are we missing? Mm. Which trades are you talking about? Yeah, we've talked through a lot of them. We got William Jackson. We've talked about Bradley Chubb, Calvin Chase Ridley one. Chase Edmonds. Hawkinson. We didn't talk about the Chase Edmonds going back to the Broncos. Uh, so that's oh. a part of the player trade. Yeah, so they do get Chase Edmonds out of that deal uh, for Bradley Chubb, which I did not see that. Jeff Wilson going to the Niners or for, to the Dolph from the Niners to the Dolphins uh, to kind of fill Chase Edmonds role, I guess, there. Uh, Naeem Hines, we talked about that one. Uh, Zach Moss goes to the Colts in return. Uh, so they give their backup uh, running back the the bills due to the Colts for Naeem Hines. I feel bad for those guys. Like a like AJ Klein gets gets thrown into the the yeah. Roquan Smith. Like goes from Baltimore and then like goes to Chicago, going from a team that is competing to a team that's rebuilding. Yeah, that's tough. It is because uh, we talked we didn't talk about Jacob Martin going to the Broncos. That was a weird one too. Like the Broncos traded away their best defensive player outside of Patrick Sertan probably and then trade for another defensive lineman. Uh and Zach Martin or Jacob Martin, sorry. Zach Martin's an offensive lineman. Uh who I admittedly not really heard of until today. Um so I apologize to Jacob Martin, but okay. I did not Same Zach him. Martin. No, I know who Zach Martin is. I'm I'm well aware. I'm well aware on that one, Tucker. Yeah. All right. Before we're gonna wrap up, we got about five more minutes. So send us your questions. Uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, let us know uh, what you know topics you want us to talk about. Uh, whether the trades, Chiefs, 
Titans, whatever you've got. we got about five more minutes here, and we'll wrap this one up. We appreciate you for spending part of your afternoon with us. Um, basically, I'm assuming what we're doing is just keeping you from being busy at work uh, and being productive with whatever you're supposed to be doing, and you want to follow the trade deadline stuff and, and figure out all the fantasy implications and get your waiver claims in uh, for yes. tonight. That's what I was thinking when you mentioned Trace Edmonds tells anything about my Ooh. it's actually my bye week situation because I got McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley and they're both on bye this week. Super you know what's really interesting about the Christian McCaffrey deal? They trade Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson wore number 22. So Christian McCaffrey can now go to number 22. So if you bought a 23 mm. Christian McCaffrey jersey, that might be Oof. like a relic because he had, you know, the triple crown game or whatever they're calling it, the where he yeah. had a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, receiving touchdown. You know, if he does that, you know, he has to buy out all the jerseys. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but he's I don't got money. Like uh, Christian McCaffrey's gotten gotten paid, uh, but still, like that's a big pill to swallow. And like, what Absolutely. do you do with all of them? That turns a lot. <laughs> like, of, yeah, a lot of jerseys <laughs> that you got to buy out. You send so. them to a charity, probably. But uh, I, I yeah. saw this comment here. Oh, didn't we get another wide receiver? Yes, the Chiefs did sign uh, Daz Newsom, a former North Carolina standout. I don't believe he played with Mitch Trubisky. I think those years were off a little bit, uh, but he did, was at North Carolina. He signed to the Chiefs practice squad uh, from the Chicago Bears, is what, what he was from. So um, that's another weapon that the Chiefs can maybe play with. Justin Ross, another guy that uh, people like to bring up right, right about now. Um, so they'll have plenty of wide receivers when it comes uh, training camp time, decision day. Uh, sort of once they get to next year about uh, who can kind of be some accent pieces to this Chiefs offense. Yeah. Newsom was a sixth round pick in 2021. Mm -hmm. he said, I liked him. North Carolina. So not bad. Anytime you're adding guys to the practice squad that got drafted within the last couple of years, you give them a shot, see what happens. And maybe I see the comment here from G Burns. Uh, yeah. I think that was, that was put out there on social media that I'd seen of maybe he's a, another backup option uh, for punt returner depending upon what goes down with the Chiefs. But again, everybody, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us this afternoon. Again, Chiefs trading Rashad Fenton to the Atlanta Falcons for a conditional seventh-round pick. Seems more like a move for, they feel good about Trent McDuffie coming back, and they do clear about 1.4, 1.5, somewhere in the middle of their uh, million dollars, sitting just under $5 million in cap space. We've made the point that it's an interesting money type move that they didn't quite have to make and if you were squeezed for roster i get it but it felt like a veteran in a room full of very young guys um that have gotten injured obviously mcduffie with the uh, with the soft tissue injury that just an interesting move if you don't have another thing coming down the pipe here uh whether it's in dominican sue odell beckham or the field uh which everybody's been letting us know in the comment section that most people are taking the field yes. uh, but what where is the final before we say goodbye what's the final tally at with uh is in dominican sue washed uh, 60 40 it ended at 60 40 i ended it a little bit ago uh we we had a the vote stopped trickling in so i went ahead and edited it, it was, right. let's do it let's do another one real fast we're going to extend yep. this this show about two more minutes and we're going to do is odell beckham Ooh, can he cool. help the chief's offense uh to the level of going back and winning a super bowl is is he a piece that can help the chiefs do that in your opinion youtube commenters that's a good one. So, my YouTube Tucker's, is loading right now. I'm gonna get it up. Do you want the question to be is Odell washed or do you want it? Can he help the Chiefs' offense? Uh, probably can't help the Chiefs' offense. Okay. Yeah. Do it that way. He's been a little more impactful more recently in a position that 
I mean, he bad ombre saying 50, 50 poll prediction. This one's going to be interesting because I've seen a lot of comments about he's a bad dude and, and you don't want to be around. I know that Andy Reid spent a lot of time around Odell Beckham jr. in those like three or four years in a row that the chiefs had to uh, coach the pro bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that you lose the divisional round or whatever. You have to go coach the pro bowl. And it's not just like the head coach, like all the assistants, the equipment right. guys, the trainers, like everyone on the football side uh, has to go do that. And obviously Odell Beckham was around and you see those videos of, you know, them being down in Orlando or wherever they were at um, kind of having fun and messing around. And I always saw Odell Beckham jr. In those videos seemed to have a relationship with coach Reed at some level. I don't know if that's going to play into anything here. Um, it's probably going to go wherever he's going to get the most money, uh, which again, Chiefs just made back about 1.5 on the cap. Um, although yeah. I think there's a handful of guys on the offensive side, uh, whether it's Mahomes or whoever, uh, Kelsey already restructured. But if Odell needed money to come here, they could free up some money. The cap's not real. You can do anything <laughs> you want with the cap uh, if you want a guy. But nonetheless, still interesting. But you get the you get the question out there, Tucker. Yeah, 24 votes in. We're at 58-42 in favor of wow. yes. Um, 58%, obviously 42%. And you worded it. Can he help? Right. Can Odell help the chiefs offense? 59% are saying yes right now. Um, hmm. I, yeah, interesting. He, listen, he was really good for the, for the Rams in that Super Bowl until he tore his ACL. Um, he was having a good game. I think Nick Leckie said it on outside the trenches that he was probably on pace to be the MVP. And I would probably agree with that. Um, I know a lot of people that a lot of chiefs fans specifically didn't watch that Super Bowl. Um, it wasn't a very fun Super Bowl, if I can recall. But uh, Odell was playing well before he tore his ACL. Was really playing well in the in those playoffs, and was really a, probably a big reason why they made outside of you know Aaron Donald being an absolute animal. Uh, but yeah. outside of him being very good, he was probably a good reason why that why that uh, Rams offense made it there. And Cooper Cup obviously getting open on every single play helps us too. But uh, can't yes. double everyone. Yeah, he's another guy that you can get open against man coverage. And she's been seen uh, a lot of hopefully, I mean, this guy is coming back from an ACL injury and we're talking about bringing it back now. And this God, when was it? He was in the Super Bowl, right? It was in the the Super Bowl. So February, late March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, end of November. It'd be nine months. Mm -hmm. Uh, And nowadays that's about right to get back into like working out full time, not running routes against NFL cornerbacks. Um, granted these are professional athletes, Odell Beckham freak of nature athletically in his prime. So don't want to put anything, uh, against them being able to come back, but, uh, expecting like prime Odell, the second he steps on the field is not a realistic scenario, uh, Mm -hmm. for his health. But again, he would still have bring him at the end of November. He'd have December, January, he'd have another couple of months within the system to get right and to make a handful of plays. And I will say, I think if you bring in Odell, it's not just for this year. I think that's a multi-year deal, and that's another guy that you bring in probably to have another guy under contract because you are only going to get, what would that be, four games out of him at most uh, when you start to look at the end of the schedule. So you're looking at something that's probably a two- or or three-year deal. Um, if we expect the cap to boom, like when, when Amazon is going to buy the league and take over, you know, the entire world on their, on their quest, uh, the cap will boom. Um, so that's when it starts to get a little tricky. If you're talking about a multi-year deal with a guy who has, uh, who's dealing with his second torn ACL of the same knee, um, by the way, that is the same knee torn ACL, which is exactly why coming off that injury, I don't see him getting a multi-year deal. Uh, 
they're going to make him prove it. They're going to make sure he's healthy and make sure he can get into the system. And if he was like, what kind of multi-year deal do you think, you know, how much money it would take to give a multi-year deal to a aging player that this is probably the last time he's going to get a multi-year deal. Yeah. Um, he's not going to accept the money the chiefs would give. And if the chiefs are going to give a ton of money before he showed that he can healthy, that's not a good business either. So that'd be really surprised if it was multi-year, but I get what you're saying. And that uh -huh. this would be the beginning of, we want you to be here for a few years because there is an opportunity considering Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore and MVS are the only guys under contract beyond this year because right. we have not yet reported the Juju Smith-Schuster contract extension that Maddie Lane uh, prognosticated a couple of weeks ago. Need to get that done. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, but again, appreciate everybody for watching. Before we say goodbye, Tucker, can we get an update on that poll? We have 46 votes. 65% are saying yes, Odell can help the Chiefs offense. There you go. So spending the rest of the day watching Odell highlights Chiefs Kingdom, uh, or you can uh, peruse around our YouTube channel. Got a lot of great content and more coming uh, later tonight. Do we have one-on-one? Uh, -on -one? What else do we got coming up uh, later today? One-on-one -on -one will be uh, later today. That's recording at 5 here in a, in a little bit. It's recording at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so we'll have that up there. Um, we're going to have some K-State content going on on our KCSNU YouTube channel. We got a special guest coming. I don't want to spoil it, but we got a special guest coming on the K-State side of uh, things. Make sure to go check that out. Also, we're going to have some KU uh, football preview. They need one more win. One more win to go bowl eligible. So We're going to throw this out there just because it literally just came out. This is from uh, John Holt, uh, anchor, reporter, storyteller on Fox 4. Uh, it says breaking former chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed sentenced to three years in prison for a DWI crash that seriously injured a young girl in January of 2021 prosecution wanted four years defense probation or house arrest. Uh, that is per Malik Jackson. Um, again, a reporter with Fox four who apparently is there. I saw Sam McDowell from KC star tweeting at that earlier. So it looks like Britt Reed, um, We'll be going to prison for three years for the crash going back a couple of years ago um, that uh, has now wrapped up. So I'm sure there will be plenty of content and plenty of reaction to that, but just saw that wanted to share that news as well. Appreciate everybody for spending their afternoon with us. Um, again, Rashad Fenton, no longer a chiefs. It's the young guys, the young DBs are there and, just so happened the Chiefs also activated Trent McDuffie about 20 minutes after that trade was reported. Trent McDuffie was activated from IR. So again, appreciate all you for hanging out. Hit that like and subscribe before you leave. It'll make you feel better. I bet you can't hit the like and subscribe at the same time. If you do, YouTube will reward you with something really, really cool. So you should try that. Have a great day, everybody. See you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.